Let me ask you a question. What does it take to unlock potential, to discover what's truly possible in business, to create a new normal? It takes one thing, a leader who raises the bar, who sets bigger goals and higher standards for your business, your team, and most importantly, yourself. I'm your host, Katherine Binkley. I've scaled businesses for over 17 years, and I've helped my clients make millions of dollars without sacrificing their freedom by building and leading high-performing teams. Together, we're going to explore what it takes to elevate your leadership, your team, and your business. This is The Elevate Effect. Today, I'm super excited to have our very first guest, and it is Melissa Ronda of The Honest Way. She's a fearlessly fortright weight loss expert who helps busy women lose massive amounts of weight while eating food they actually want to eat. She's a true crime fanatic, podcast junkie, and lover of dresses with pockets. I mean, who isn't? Oh my goodness. Since launching The Honest Way in 2014, she's led clients to lose more than 17,000 pounds and counting. But even more important than that, they've kept it off with the skills that they continue to implement. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today is not just how to set goals, but how to keep them. But before we get to that, Melissa, can you tell us a little bit more about your journey as an entrepreneur? Well, hi, boss. Hi. <laughs> to <be> here. <laughs> well, I've had um, The Honest Way for four years now. Uh, originally, it was called something different, and I decided to change the name. But I've been doing my business for four years now. And um, yeah, it's just really evolved. I decided this is what I wanted to do one day. I went and got my certification with the intention of starting my own business. And then I just immediately started working with people. I started working with people for free, learned a lot, a lot about value mm-hmm. <laughs> there. And then I, um, you know, started p- having clients, you know, charging clients such a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of money. And I did that for many years until I decided to put my big girl pants on and hire a coach. And so the latter part of this year has just been phenomenal. I'm so excited. And you're doing awesome. You're a rock star. I see all the things that you're doing and you're, you just impress me every day. Well, thank you. Every day. So, okay. So what made you initially decide to start your business? Well, I was obese most of my life up until I was about 32 years old. I, I, I did a lot of fluctuating, but I was always pretty obese. And my father was obese as well. And in my 20s, I tried to help him I really should have been worrying about myself, but that's just my personality type. So I was trying to help him and I would go to his house and um, he lived like in a state over uh, about an hour away. So going to his house was a big production and I would go there and then I would go to the grocery store and uh, I would come back to his place, cook a bunch of food, box it up. So this was like in my 20s. So this was before meal prep was even a thing. I was just doing this, trying to give him portion control and trying to control what he was doing. And so what he ended up doing was eating that and then McDonald's. And I had learned a very painful lesson that you can't make someone 
do something that they don't want to do. But that really, really stuck with me. Obesity has been a theme in my entire life. It's affected my life in so many ways. And so when I decided to go about things differently, I had such a massive shift. And and I it's like I almost saw things in a way that I had never seen them before. And I thought, oh my God, everyone needs to know this. And I woke up one morning and told my husband, this is what I want to do with my life. I was a paralegal. <laughs> I worked for a terrible lawyer. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a hard decision to make that shift. Um, but I did feel like you can, you can do that. Like you can just like quit your job and like start a business. <laughs> like this is crazy. But once I wrapped my head around that, I did, I just, it was full steam ahead. I, and I've never looked back. I always, I've always felt like this is why I was put on this earth. That's incredible. When you find that and you just operate in that. And I love that you've never looked back. It's, you're such a natural, obviously an expert, you know what you're talking about and you're impacting so many lives. Well, you know, I never really, I was a really bad employee because I had saw so much inefficiency in things or, you know, inauthentic. I'm saying that politely, but just really morally, just bad, bad things. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Working in in law firms, if we knew we'd be scared. And so I, but you know, you felt painted in a corner, like you had to do um, like whatever you were told to, because you did. You know, and so I think the thing about having being my a ladypreneur, I would say, is that I get to operate like in integrity all the time. Like nobody can take that away from me, and that is actually why I put honest in the name of my business, is because I never ever want to. I never. I want to always serve people from a place of love. I don't want to lie to anyone or mislead anyone, and so being in control of that feels really good. That's amazing for so many reasons, but one of them is simply the fact that that's probably quite uncommon in your industry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how I think I have a leg up on the competition. (laughs) I I really do because I think people are craving that. I just had a strategy session with a, a, a wonderful lady last night and she said, you know, I saw your, you just came across my Facebook feed and it's just like, I don't know. It was like you were talking to me and, and you were just like a real person. <laughs> she was talking about how, you know, there's all these like cleanses and all these pills and all these things. And she was so sick of that. And I think that, I think we're craving that right now. So I'm glad I was ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, obviously my audience is entrepreneurs. And today we're going to talk about your expertise from this angle of not just setting goals, but keeping them. And it totally relates. There's such a crossover between your industry, the health industry, and then also business. And so this lesson's going to apply, whether you're listening to it with your personal goals in mind or your business goals in mind, this is going to help. Really, it doesn't matter what your goals are. This conversation is going to help, but you have a unique perspective because you've operated in this industry and you've heard from all of these women who have struggled with their weight, who've struggled to be consistent. And I know from experience, and you hear it all the time, people set these New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year, 
and they get started and they're all gung ho. They go all in full steam ahead. And then weeks in all of a sudden they give up, they slack off, something happens. So I want to hear from you today all about not just the goal setting piece, because we're all really good at setting goals, but we're not so good at keeping them. What advice do you have for us? Well, first of all, I think, you know, there's something that happens to us when we decide to do a diet. Mm. We make decisions from emotion and not it's not critical thinking. Mm -hmm. And if we really were to sit back and ask ourselves questions like, you know, where do I see myself in a year from now if I do this diet? Um, You know, what will happen when I go off this diet? Is this diet similar to other diets that I've done before in the sense that it has restrictions to it? You know, we we might look at the facts and, and come to the conclusion that we wanted, we probably should be doing the opposite of what we've been doing. But we go just from emotion, we'll say like, well, you know what, Sarah, Sarah's killing it. She is, she's losing, she's like down. Have you seen her? She looks amazing. And then our ego, our ego wants that for ourselves too. As we start to make decisions based on that we really know nothing about, because we don't know if, if Sarah's going to gain the weight back we don't know. There's a lot of facts we don't know, which I see so many parallels between business, right? Because how much comparisonitis goes on in our industry? It's like, oh, you know, I spent a, I spent a like a big chunk of my time going, oh well, she's doing this, and maybe I should be doing that. When the, I don't really know the facts behind it, it was all ego driven and just trying to like, you know, be as good as she is or have people like me and if I really sat down and and looked at the facts, I would have gone about things differently. Such a good point. It's so easy to look from the outside in and think that you have a good view or a good understanding of everything that's going on. And even to make a decision in that moment, just based on what's working for someone else that you think is working, but maybe it's not even working. I mean, you literally have no idea if it's working for them or not. You just see the outside and make decisions based on it. And that's true in business as well, for sure. You can look at someone, see that they're successful, try to mimic the strategies, but you're missing so many elements underneath. And then sometimes you have no idea how many times I've been in high-level coaching programs or masterminds with other women and people who are out there talking about amazing success behind the scenes are really struggling. And that's scary. And that's the part, again, going back to your business that I love being honest and ethical always and and not putting on that show because other people are making decisions based on that. And like you said, it's coming out of emotion. Yeah. And so, you know, you'll see before and after photos. They're they're Photoshopped. So that's a thing. I will use filters because I like my Instagram to look nice, but I never retouch any images. I want a woman to know, yeah, that if you're obese and you and you get fit, you know, your your body might look like mine. Like it, it may look way better. It may not, but like I'm at least being authentic in that. Because what happens is when you start to you see these images and they're like, oh, guess what? 30 days. She looks amazing. It's like, well, she was a former athlete before those photos. Those photos are retouched, right? So it's really similar to what you're saying is that we're comparing to things that aren't even 
even true, right? So, so that's setting us up for failure in the first place is because we're, 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 that we're, it's an unrealistic standard that we're setting. Yeah. So once we can get like real and factual, like with what, what we have to work with and how long it's really going to take us and we can get really honest with ourselves about that, that's when we can start to take control and, and start taking some steps forward um, and start envisioning how, how we want our life to be in a year, not like what, what this coach's life looks like we think her life is like. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes for her um, or him for that matter. Of course, the ladypreneurs that tend to talk about the feminine. Oh, well. I do too, girl. I only yep. work with women too. So I always talk about women. <laughs> but I think, okay. So even looking at, so looking at the diet industry, something may help someone lose weight in the short term, but you have no idea if it's actually healthy. Well, right. And you know, what's the sustainability there? So I go through this exercise with women and I give them all these questions and I want them to really sit down and journal on it. So I don't really encourage them to answer me, but rather answer themselves. So really get, again, real honest with yourself and ask yourself what you want your life to look like in a year from now. And I'm, what I mean by that is how do you want to feel in your body? How active do you want to be? What do you want to be eating? And you would be surprised how many women, it's completely the opposite of the diet that they're doing. So if they're doing like a high fat diet, like almost no carb diet, but they'll tell me, well, I mean, I want to have a flexible lifestyle. I want to, you know, I want to eat well, but I, but I also, you know, want to like have pizza on a Saturday night, but yet they're, they're following a diet that has them only eating fat. So it's like they're practicing the violin, but they want to learn how to sing. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. I can see that in the entrepreneur space as well. Like so clear. As soon as I love all the parallels here because there are women who say that their goal is, let's say their goal is freedom. And they want more time to spend with family and friends and to vacation. But, and I believe in hard work. I know that you know that. But there are people who work constantly and they're not building businesses that will actually give them that freedom. They're building businesses that they're slave to. And so, you know, they're creating this income that they want, but it's at their expense because it's all one-on-one work. And so I know that there are different models of creating more freedom but they're doing the exact opposite of what their actual goal is sometimes. So I I get it. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you're told to like, what's your why, you know, what's your why? And for me, I, I was like, I don't, I don't really know how to, and you know, it feels like I might be saying something that I think I'm supposed to be saying. So what I found helpful for myself as well as my clients is to talk about the why as in like an avatar. So like create the woman that you want to be and create like a, like a scene in a movie and envision yourself as this woman. And sometimes that will help people instead of just coming out with the word saying, well, I value freedom. When they're painting the picture of them working um, 60 hours a week, 
that, that, that isn't what they would be doing. They'd be, they'd be imagining right. them working on a beach and they'd be imagining um, not missing their children's school plays. So then, so then their behaviors are in direct correlation. They're, they're, they're in direct contrast to what they're saying that they want. Yeah. And so going back to your industry, so people, I'm sure writing down things like they, I think I've even heard you say like, of course they want to have tacos and nachos and you know, a cookie, right? Yeah. Cupcakes. Do you want to give up cupcakes for the rest of your life? No. Yes. So, so like whatever you want your avatar to be, you've got to start being her now. That's right. You have to practice becoming this woman that you want to be and permission to be her now until the day that you just are her. But you don't practice being something else and expecting you're going to get something else out of it. It's just like, it's crazy to me. So good. That is so good. And so why act one way? And then let's bring this back completely to your industry. Why deprive yourself of all of these things if you know that ultimately you want to get back to that? Because sure, you might lose some weight in the short term, but you gain it all back if you completely deprive yourself of all of those things. And then you all of a sudden give them all back to yourself in mass, I'm assuming. Like you go from one extreme to the other. So and what's the difference? What's your approach that actually helps women keep their goals? Um, well, first I'd like to say that the diet industry knows what they're doing. They want to give you quick results because you think you want quick results. Mm. So they're going to make you feel like it's really painful and you have to like kick butt, you know, for 30 days and you're going to be fixed. And, and, and you're going to get quick results, but they're not going to be sustainable. So I pride myself on when I talk about, you know, my clients and I put their photos on my website, you know, I'll say down 50 pounds for two and a half years, because Mm -hmm. to me, right, Mm -hmm. how many diets do they say, oh my gosh, I lost 30 pounds. Well, did you keep it off? Well, no. So what's the point, right? So I teach my clients to imagine the woman they want to be, and I help her work every single day at being that woman. And of course, you're going to slip up. But it's a mindset shift. Like, well, of course, I'm practicing becoming something that I'm not. It's going to take time. Um, But, you know, and the funny thing is, is like, really, if you just walked an additional 10,000 steps per day, like if you really were consistent, um, on average, you know, you could lose 50 pounds in a year. Like if you changed nothing else. But people say a whole year. I don't want to wait a whole year. Well, when's the last time you were down 50 pounds and kept it off, right? <laughs> right. So it's just, it's just the way that you look at it. Yeah. Now, you just referenced something. You talked about slipping up. That's one of the things that I'm sure sets people back. They have one slip up and they completely give up. They miss one day and it's over. So when it comes to actually keeping your goals, can you talk a little bit more about how to handle quote unquote failure? Well, first of all, there's a million ways that we can set ourselves up for success. Um, Like if you are eating the right kind of food at the right time of day, you are going to avoid ego depletion. And ego depletion is like when you're in the grocery store and you are made a million decisions on what you were going to buy. 
and then you're at the checkout and then you see those Rolos, <laughs> say Rolos, and then you want to buy those Rolos because you've already made so many decisions that your mind physically like is just tired of making decisions. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a program that does a lot of that decision making for you, you have more, um, you, you're able to resist temptation. You, your willpower is actually stronger because you don't have your ego depleted. That's good. So, so that's, that's definitely one way to, you know, to handle it. Um, the other thing I would be, is, would say is it's, it's really, it's a mindset shift. If you make a decision that you're not going on a 30 day diet, like there's not a start date, there's not an end date. This is just like a thing you're doing. Um, and, and you're doing it. It doesn't become an option to, to give up. And it also becomes a wonderful opportunity to practice being that woman because that woman is a woman who you've painted the picture and she wants, she wants to eat, you know, a nice salad, but she also wants to eat an ice cream sundae after her son's baseball game every now and then. So if you have that sundae and you make these choices, you're being her, you wake up that next day and you start making healthy choices again. Um, you know, I compare it to <laughs> Tom Hardy is like my boyfriend. I just love him so much. And I compare it like, let's say Tom Hardy is in New Zealand shooting a movie and they shoot 12 days in a row. And then Tom takes a day off because I kept him up late last night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So like, does that mean that the movie is just like all that film is worth nothing if he comes back to work on the 15th day? Of course well, not. Of course not. Right. Right. But for some reason we get, we fall into, I know the reason, the reason is because the diet industry tells you these, but we fall into these traps of like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And so then we really, in our head, it feels like those 14 days that we did great are all wasted. And that's not true. So another great way to make your healthy a goal stick would be a habit loop. And so often we go on diets and again with the restriction thing, right? So we're thinking about what we can't have or what we can't have, which has us in a lack mindset. So if we can start thinking about adding in healthy things, those bad things will get flooded out. Like a great example would be if you, let's say you want to quit smoking. I wouldn't focus really all that energy on the quitting smoking, I would focus on implementing exercise. Because when you start to add in the exercise, you're going to be feeling better and it's not going to feel so great to smoke. It's also chemically going to make you happier to exercise, which also reduces your anxiety. So, um, you know, by default, you will be wanting to smoke less. You're also getting really excited about something and it's a positive thing. Like you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting stronger. My arms look great. Like, so you're, not, and you, you're starting to like wash out all of those negative habits um, versus having that mindset of like, well, now I can't, I can't smoke, you know, and I'm going without because then all you're going to be doing is thinking about smoking cigarettes. But if you add in the gym, you're going to be thinking about like, you know, new exercises and feeling good. And it's really, it builds confidence. I love that. So all about focusing on 
what you're adding in the positive versus focusing on what you're missing. Yeah. And so, you know, somebody will say, oh, this is great. But like, how do you do that? So that's where the habit loop comes in. You can pick a time that you, something needs to happen. Like, let me give you an example. Like, let's say you want to start journaling at night. Um, you, you just want to start journaling. So I would say to you, you know, what is something that happens every night? Well, I get into bed um, and then I, you know, and then I sit on my phone and I scroll on Facebook and my husband turns the TV on and then we're eating snacks in bed and, you know, it's a whole thing, right? So what you can do is you can say, all right, the trigger is I'm getting into bed. I'm going to journal and then I will reward myself with scrolling on Facebook because there's a few things we need. You know, we need, um, we need connection with other people, entertainment, rest, sex. So there's certain things that just really drive us because we're human beings. Um, so, you know, it's, it, we're a lot like dogs. <laughs> we really are. Like it's, just, you know, sit, you tell the dog to sit, you give them a treat. They learn that that's what happens. So if you can train yourself to get into bed get your journaling done and then you can reward yourself with engaging with people on social media. Um, you're going to attach like a reward to the fact that you did your journaling. Mm-hmm. But once you start breaking that chain and you just get in a bed and you get on Facebook anyway, that's where you really get into trouble. So you really want to work um, to have those triggers. Uh, gr- a great uh, way to enforce that would be to set alarms on your phone. That's a good idea. I do that in my business too. You know, so many of these things I apply in so many other avenues of my life. Right. Anywhere that you set a goal, all of these things will translate. Every single tip that you're giving definitely crosses over. And that's the most fascinating part to me, I think, is that there is so much overlap. And when you're talking about keeping goals, the principles are the same. They're tried and true. But for some reason, we don't apply them. You know, we, we take the easy way out. We look for the quick results. And I think that's the biggest piece of it. It's just looking for those quick results and not looking at what's sustainable and forgetting that going all out and trying to get some fast, even overnight success, making a million dollars overnight. If you do that, how likely is it for you to do that every night? It's not very likely. Most people who are successful don't have the overnight success stories. And even if they appear that way from the outside, going back and circling to the very beginning of what we were talking about, looking from the outside in, there's so much that you didn't see that built up to that. It's more about the sustainability, the small, consistent actions before everything really blew up for them in a good way. Yeah, I was listening to Dax Shepard, um, his podcast, and he was talking about everyone says overnight success and you didn't see all the years I was at the groundlings or whatever. You know, right. we don't, we don't want to see that. We don't want to see the hard work that goes into it. And I think like if we just stop, like I used to apologize all the time. Like if I was in a restaurant and I, excuse me, oh, sorry. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. All the time. Like just apologizing for existing. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can start really valuing our word and not saying we're going to do something unless we're going to do it. Like yeah, just don't, that. don't, don't put those words into the universe with zero intention on doing it. Cause you're teaching yourself that your word means nothing. Right. Personal integrity is so important in every single aspect following through 
If you're going to promise something, make it happen. I love to talk about that in business too. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. I just the discipline in all of it um, uh, and the ability to withstand pain, you know, or just uncomfortable feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find the parallels between um, strength training and, and business building the same in that it doesn't always feel comfy and cozy, but you still have to push through. And that's where like the greatness is at the end of it. That's awesome. So if someone were interested in making this year, the year that they not only set goals, but keep their goals, if you were to sum it all up or give them a word of advice, what would you say? I would tell them to do that exercise. Create, you know, everyone does these goal posters. And I don't, I don't really get excited about seeing photos of somebody else's belongings or body because my body's never going to look like Jamie Eason's body. She's like the most famous fitness model. So putting Jamie's body on a a board is is really, it's really bad for the psyche, right? Because we're, we're never really going to, that's saying I'm not good enough. I'm going to try to be this other person Mm. where if we can get that imagination we used to have as a child and really just envision the woman that we want to be and how she lives and what she eats and, and, and how, you know, how active she is and then take steps towards being her. Don't just do the diet that, cause every year there's a fad diet mm. and I see him come and I see him go. Don't, don't do that. Practice being the woman that you want to be. I love that. That is Such great advice. So if they wanted to start to be that woman and wanted to follow you and find out more and hear more from you, what's the best step for them to take right now? Well, you can visit my website, which is The Honest Way. It's W-E-I-G-H, like you weigh yourself. And you can grab your six quick swaps for easy weight loss right on the homepage there. And it has all of my socials on there and everything too. So that would be the best place to go. Perfect. And you've got an incredible group. So I highly encourage everyone, if this is something that you have a goal around for the coming year, then go join her group, get into the conversation, open up and start taking small steps. She's always putting out some incredible content that will help you no matter where you are in your journey. So go check it out. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for chatting. This information is so relevant across every aspect of life. And so no matter what goals people have for the next year, I know that this is going to help them to actually follow through. That's what it's all about, right? Who cares if you set the goal if you don't keep it? So great advice. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you. It was fun. If you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, subscribe and leave a five-star review. And if you send me a screenshot of that review, I'll give you free access to my CEO scorecard. This is the same tool I use with my multiple six and seven-figure clients to help them up-level their role as CEO and achieve massive results. This resource is typically available exclusively to clients in my coaching program, The Elevate Effect. If you're ready to learn how to elevate your leadership, your team, and your business, head over to katherinebinkley.com forward slash The Elevate Effect and join us to reach your next level of success.